0: Happy, happy Monday, beautiful, and welcome back. This is episode 51 of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. We are rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) Yep. It's Monday. It's Monday. Hope your week's gotten off to an amazing start so far. I am back from vacation and ready to rock and roll. And I hope you're ready to rock and roll too. And I'm curious. Have you ever taken the time to actually dive into your story around money? Do you find yourself ever saying things like I could never afford that or money is hard to make or money is hard to keep, or every time I get ahead, I feel like something happens and it disappears. Well, friend, we all have a money story, all of us. And the best way to understand it is to look at how money shows up in our lives. Do you find it difficult to attract money? Does the money that you bring in feel like it goes out faster than it comes in? Are you living paycheck to paycheck no matter how much you earn? Well, my friend, if you answered yes to one or more of these questions, then this episode is definitely for you. And I am so excited to be talking to you about your financial thermostat. So grab your Bible, your journal, your beverage of choice, and let's do this. Hey there, beautiful, and welcome to the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Do you have a big dream, a desire that you're certain God has placed in your heart? Do you see others who are crushing it in their business and their life, yet nothing seems to be working out for you? Do you have a deep desire for God to use your life and your business to impact the kingdom for his glory, yet you can't seem to figure out why you keep doing the things you don't want to do and you don't do the things that you really do want to do? Do you feel like God is nudging you to make a difference with your life, yet you sit and stew in doubt, fear, and unbelief, afraid to take that first step, feeling that if you just take one more course, read one more book, or attend one more seminar, then you'll be ready? If we haven't met yet, I'm Betsy, daughter of the king, wife, mom, BB, serial entrepreneur, and certified neuroscience life coach. And I get where you are, because I was totally there for years, actually. The inner conflict tore me apart and totally wrecked my health. I knew I needed help, but I had no idea where to start. Then God showed me the way, and now my mission in life is helping kingdom women uncover the blocks that are keeping them from their calling, create wild success in their business in every area of their life, so they can truly impact the world for God's glory. Utilizing a whole lot of tough love, biblical strategies, and brain science to help you master your mindset and heal your soul, so you can totally squash doubt, fear, procrastination, and overwhelm, and rewire your brain to work for you instead of against you. My friend, it's time to ignite because the world needs you now more than ever to become her so you can do what God's calling you to do. So let's get started. Oh, and make sure you grab your journal because you're going to want to take notes. So today we are talking about your money thermostat. And yes, friend, just like the thermostat that you have that controls the heat or the cool in your home, you also have a money thermostat. And I have some good news and I have some bad news. And the good news is that your money story is not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. It was simply programmed into you by the time you were like five years old. The bad news is is that it was programmed into you, which means that it's a story that you're running on repeat on automation and it needs to be erased and rewired. If you actually want to change your story from scarcity and lack to abundance, the good news is that it can absolutely be erased and rewired, but you're going to have to do the work. You can't just think good thoughts about money and Woosa and say, yes, Money's flooding on my head and all of the things and expect money to just show up on your life. Okay. Your money story is actually wired in your brain. Like I said, typically by the age of five from experiences that you had as a child. For me, there was plenty of money, at least what seemed like it for me when I was growing up. We had a a very nice house. We had a, a condo at the beach that we moved over for the summer and we lived there all summer and didn't come home till after Labor Day because school didn't start till after Labor Day back then. And all of our friends had places over there and you know, we just had a, had a blast We went skiing and we did a a lot of fun stuff. had a boat. I had a really nice car when I turned 16 and then I had another one when I turned 18 because my mom crashed the first one. Um, but I, myself, was running a program, a scarcity and lack program, because of abandonment issues that I had from being adopted that said I wasn't worth it. I wasn't good enough. So no matter how much money I believed that we had in the family, because I saw it all around me, I believed that it wasn't for me. I believed that I wasn't worthy of it because I wasn't worth it. My dad died when I was 19 and we ended up moving to a smaller house. It was a great house, but it was a smaller house. We sold the condo, and we sold the boat, and I immediately associated, because of all that, that money doesn't last. It was like one day it was all there, and the next day it was gone, and so my little pea brain picked up on the fact that money doesn't last, and that was a program that I started running when I was 19. I saw all of this abundance, and then, things changed for us like virtually overnight. And so yes, my precious little brain picked up on the fact that money doesn't last. I also saw a lot of people with money when I was growing up that felt like they were better than other people because they had money. They treated people, um, let's just say not in a very nice way. And it really aggravated me because, you know, I felt like a lot of times I was just living in this virtual reality where I didn't feel like I fit in anywhere. My values were different and I felt like everybody was the same. And I didn't understand what money had to do with making you a good or a bad person, what money had to do with making you better than somebody else. So that was another chink in my armor, so to speak. And when I got married at 22, I was just fed up with a lot of what was happening. I'd had, you know, people that used me because of money. I just had, you know, people that bullied me. I had all kinds of things that went on and I was fed up and I made a vow out loud when I got married that said, I will never be like them. And that's in quotes because I can't tell you who them are right now. Them being the ones who acted like jerks because they had money. What I didn't realize was how powerful your words are. Because I didn't know the Lord back then. I mean, I, I obviously prayed and, and, you know, was brought up in a Christian home, but I didn't have a relationship with him and I didn't understand words and I didn't understand the power of your words and how you can literally curse your life with the words that come out of your mouth. Because my saying that I will never be like them was directed at the people that had money that thought they were better than other people. And it caused me to associate if I had a lot of money that I would be a jerky person and that I would feel like I was better than other people. And I didn't want to be like that. So we struggled financially the first few years of our marriage. And of course, back then I didn't understand the brain and how it operated. And I couldn't understand where the struggle was coming from. And that program remained with me for decades. Actually, I would get money and give it away, or I would get money and spend it, or I would get money and feel like it was wrong for me to have the money. And I couldn't understand why all this stuff was happening. There are a lot of common beliefs around money. And until you really understand your money story, you will struggle in creating the money that you want to create in your business, your life, everything. If you want to make a lot of money to give it away and you are running a negative money story, it's never going to happen for you. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's never going to happen for you. Some believe the only way to make money is to work really, really, really hard. And then there's the whole money is the root of all evil. People with money feel like they're more entitled. Money is hard to make money is hard to keep. If you have a lot of money, you will attract a bunch of fake friends that just use you for your money. Yeah, I had that happen. A lot of these things happen. The more money you have, the more worries you have. You have to sacrifice a great deal to make money. And I could go on and on, but these are just a few of the common ones. So do you see yourself in any of these beliefs? Because if any of these beliefs are deeply rooted in your subconscious mind, then it could explain why you are struggling financially if you are. See, we all have a financial thermostat. And I want you to think about the thermostat in your home. Let's say you have it set for 75, okay? And you open the door and it's hot outside and the hot air comes inside. So your thermostat is gonna turn the air conditioner on because its job is to keep your home at 75. Well, that's exactly what happens in our brain with the programming, with the automated stories that we have. Our programming causes causes us to have a financial thermostat So if you saw struggles in your family when you were growing up, if your parents were constantly saying we can't afford that or if they were fighting over money or you felt like there was never enough money around, then your thermostat for money is set very low. On the other hand, if you um, grew up in a home that had a lot of money flowing in, then your thermostat is probably set fairly high unless you've had experiences since that time that have caused it to come down. The only way, to change your financial thermostat is to rewire the automated programming that you have in your brain, to rewire those neural networks that you have in your brain. The neural networks are formed in our brain from thoughts that we continue to repeat over time, which become beliefs, which are subconscious. Then our brain automates them to conserve energy because our thoughts use a lot of energy. Because we think about 60,000 thoughts a day, guys. And if we had to literally think and process all those thoughts, (laughs) we'd be exhausted. We'd never be able to get out of bed. And so that's why when you consistently think things over and over again, your subconscious mind decides that it's important to you and it puts it on automation, on automation in your brain. And those automations are running 90% of your life in every area of your life. And they are definitely affecting your money story and the success that you will or won't create in your business, the money that you will or won't make in your business, the impact that you will or won't make financially in your life. Because if you have a story surrounding money that has any negative connotation whatsoever, you will continue to push money away. Or if you make money, you will give it away or get rid of it as fast as you can. Cause that happened to me. So how do we change this financial thermostat? Well, the first thing that we need to do is we need to examine our beliefs around wealthy people, around people that actually have money. And we need to get really, 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 really real here. I could say really one more time if you want me to. (laughs) What are your beliefs surrounding wealthy people? When you see a a vehicle, let's say drive down the road that, you know, cost that person a, a ton of money. What's your first reaction? Wow, they could be spending that on the poor or that's excessive or whatever. For me, because of my story and the things that I attracted because of it in my life, I felt like I always had people that were in these really, really expensive cars that would cut me off in traffic, okay? So it was like anytime somebody in an expensive car turned in front of me or cut me off when I was driving, it really triggered me back to my past, back to that whole, you know, people with money are jerks. But then I realized after I rewired that I was just attracting that into my life because of the story that I had on automation. And so it doesn't happen anymore. Now that doesn't mean that, you know, people don't cut me off cause that definitely still happens, but it doesn't trigger me anymore. So you need to get really, really real about your beliefs around wealthy people, because if you have any judgment whatsoever about wealthy people, you will never create success. And I'm going to say that again. If you have any judgment whatsoever, any judgment whatsoever, any judgment whatsoever about wealthy people, you will never create success because subconsciously you don't want to be like them and you will continue to push money away. Number two is to examine your subconscious beliefs about money. Did your parents work really hard for money? Did they say things like we can't afford that? Did they tell you to stop wasting money? Do you feel like there was never ever enough? What did you see in your household growing up that was programmed into your subconscious mind? Because most of our ideas around the subject of money were inherited from our families, our communities, schools, people that we hung out with. If your parents fought over money, you could subconsciously believe that money creates conflict. So making money for you is going to be difficult because you don't want conflict. So I really, really encourage you to get out a journal and a pen and really dive deep into these questions. Number three is to check your current thermostat. Would you be comfortable with having a lot of money? And you need to get really real about that. Not, Oh yeah, I would love it. That would be the greatest thing ever. No. Would you be comfortable? Like if somebody handed you a million dollars tomorrow, what would, what would happen in your life? What, what would you do with it? How would you spend it? What is a lot of money to you? And why do you believe that that's a lot of money? Because you're never going to rise above the financial thermostat that you've set for yourself. And even if you did win the lottery, if you have a financial thermostat that's set low, that has some sort of negative connotation around money, you more than likely won't be able to hold on to that money. I mean, what is it? 85% of lottery winners, not only are, have lost all the money that they won, but are even more broke than they were before they won the money. You gotta think about that. It's because their mindset wasn't prepared to have the money. Number four is to be clear about why you want money. One of the exercises that I have my clients do is to spend a million dollars. I have a worksheet and I have them spend a million dollars. If they received a million dollars in their life today, if they had to spend every penny of it, what would they do with it? Now I'm not saying that you can't put part of it in savings and invest in real estate or, you know, whatever else types of things. You can't just put it in your checking account and leave it there is what I'm saying. You actually have to do something with that million dollars. What would you do with it? What about 10 million? Because 10 million is obviously a whole lot more than 1 million. And if you're finding it hard to spend that money without just frivolously throwing it away because you feel like you have to spend it, then you really need to go back and check your financial thermostat and gain an understanding of why that's hard for you. And then number five is to feel it. I know you've heard me say in the past, our emotions are like pouring gasoline on the fire of anything that we want to do. And the subconscious programming that you have right now is deeply rooted because of the way that you have emotionalized your thought processes, the way that you have emotionalized money, the way that you emotionalize anytime something triggers you around money. Like for me with the people in the car that kept turning in front of me, that was a trigger for me. And all that was doing was pushing money farther and farther away. What would it feel like if you had that million dollars? What would it feel like if you had $10 million? What would it feel like if you were so blessed that you could wake up every morning and ask God who he wanted you to donate to today? And again, I'm not talking about you going out and buying 500 cars and 10 boats and a house in every state and that kind of stuff. And unless of course they're investment properties and that's a different story. I'm not talking about throwing money away, spending it frivolously or foolishly. But what would it feel like if you were able to pay off all your debt, if you have debt, what would it feel like if you could quit your job and be able to do something that you really love? What would it feel like if you had so much money that you could homeschool your kids, that you could bring your husband home, that you could do all the things that you wanted to do and still be a blessing because guys, God wants us blessed to be a blessing. He says that he will bless all the work of your hand, but if your hands are shut, because you're not open to receiving the blessing that he wants to give you, then you're never going to have it. And then you're going to get all mad and offended at him because he's not blessing you when you're the one that's not open to receiving it. Money is a tool and having money allows freedom to do what you want, when you want and with whom you want. So what would it feel like if you were free to do what you want, when you want, with whom you want? You have to be open to receiving money. And for me, I never had a problem giving. I love giving money, but receiving was always a problem for me because I never felt like I was worth it. Whether it was money or a gift or or even a, a rose from my husband, anything, No, no matter how big or small it was, it made me feel icky and weird. Like I wasn't worth it, but I could give away 10 grand. Like it was nothing and didn't even blink an eye at it, but I had a hard time receiving 10 bucks. If you have a hard time receiving, there's a story there that you need to dig into. If it's easy for you to give, but not receive, there's a story that you need to dive into and figure out why. There's so many different ways that we need to look at our money story because if there is one little thing in your subconscious mind that's making money icky or bad or wrong for you to have in any way, shape or form, you're never going to create the success that you're looking for because you will always push it away. You might make some, but it won't last. Hey, hey, I am interrupting this episode with a very exciting special announcement. And I'm curious, are you sick and tired of constantly being on the struggle bus when it comes to building your business? Do you wish that there was a way to actually make money consistently in your business so that you can have more time with your family and live a life that you really love? I know what it feels like to be on that struggle bus, feeling like I was moving through life with one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake, feeling like I would never create success in my online business. But imagine if you had a step-by-step process that could help you rewire your brain from that scarcity mentality to the abundant life that Jesus died for you to have, and it could happen in as little as 67 days from the comfort of your very own home. For a limited time, I am opening up a few spots for women who are serious about mastering their money mindset and becoming victors in life. These spots are priced ridiculously low and are first come, first served. So when they're gone, they're gone. Money Mindset Mastery is an intense 90-minute one-on-one session where we will dive deep into your money story and the programming that is keeping you stuck in scarcity and lack. And I will teach you how to rewire your brain for abundance so that you can get out there and finally make money in your business. Imagine what it would feel like if you took the next 67 days alongside your normal daily activities to rewire your brain for abundance so you could step into the busy months of the fall with massive posture and confidence in who you are and whose you are and totally crush it in your business. As I mentioned, these spots are ridiculously priced, limited, and they will go fast. So if you want to snag one of them, email me at wired at gmail.com and that'll be in the show notes or find me over in the DMs on Instagram which is also in the show notes. I promise you, you do not want to miss out on this opportunity. Here's the bottom line. Your money story does not have to be a sequel to the money story that your parents had. You hold the pen and you can rewrite your story any day that you choose but you have to be clear about what you want And you have to understand the beliefs, the patterns, the automations, and the stories that will keep you from getting there. So I encourage you to take out your journal and go back through this and get really, really real with what's going on inside your precious little brain because awareness is key to change. Yes, I just said that again. If you don't know what's in there, if you don't confront it, you'll never be able to change it. Our brains are wired to keep us safe. They hate change. And if you are running a program that says for whatever reason that money is wrong in any way, shape, or form, it will continue to elude you. I don't care how many desires God places in your heart. I don't know. I don't care how many visions that he gives you. I don't care. Like whatever it is that you want, that you see, that's big, that like, wow, (laughs) it will elude you because your brain won't allow you to have it. Remember money is a tool and God wants you blessed to be a blessing, but he can't bless you if you're not open to receiving it. And if you're not open to receiving it, you need to rewire your brain for wealth or wealth will continue to elude you. So again, if you are tired of living in scarcity and lack, fill out the inquiry form in the show notes, And I'll send you information on Money Mindset Mastery. If you don't want to fill out a form, if that freaks you out, find me in the DMs over on Instagram. And I will get you the information because I promise you this will radically change your life if you do the work or you can continue to stay stuck and never create the income that you're wanting to create. So I hope this was helpful information for you. I encourage you to do this exercise because it's that important. And if you did find this helpful, I really would appreciate it if you would share it with everyone that you know, because we all have a money story. And unfortunately, more than not, It is a story of scarcity and lack, more so than one of abundance. I can help you to change that. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am so grateful. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful that you continue to come back. And I look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. And God bless. And that wraps up another episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. My mission is to help you eliminate any and all mindset blocks and soul wounds that are standing in your way so that you can confidently and courageously step into the call of God for your life and set the world on fire for his glory. I really hope you loved today's episode and that it challenged you or blessed you in some way. If so, please share this with a friend you think might benefit. And I would be forever grateful if you could take 30 seconds and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. That way I know you're liking the show. I'm so grateful for you, and I would love to hear from you. Come connect with me in the DMs over on Instagram at Betsy Crony or shoot me an email at ignitehersoul at gmail.com. I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for the next episode of the Ignite Her Soul podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day, and God bless.